Today on CityCast Boise, I'm a renter with no real plan of buying right now, and yet I too take part in the Boise pastime of opening Zillow on my phone at least once a week, fully prepared to be disappointed by wild home prices. But recently, I've been kind of surprised to see prices dropping and houses sticking around on the app for weeks at a time. So I'm chatting with Idaho Statesman reporter Paul Schwedelson to find out whether our hot-as-hell housing market is finally cooling off a bit. It's Tuesday, August 16th, 2022. I'm Frankie Barnhill, and this is CityCast Boise. Paul, let's let's get into it because I've been seeing that you've been writing um, some really great articles following the housing market in Boise, uh, which of course is a very contentious issue and a very hot topic. As we know, I mean, the last few years have been absolutely insane in the housing market, which is not to say that they still aren't insane, but oh my God, are we maybe seeing some kind of a slowdown? What's going on? Yeah, I was going to say maybe it may not be as hot of a topic as this cool down is happening. Prices are coming down and there's a lot of factors. There's obviously still this housing shortage and interest rates are involved. And so that affects affordability, even though if the prices are are coming down. But I think in general, it's obviously a shift from when we could just assume and count on the price going up every month. Yeah, I definitely want to get into the more the factors and the nuance involved. But I mean, what what exactly are we seeing when it comes to n- uh, numbers and that median home price, which is the thing that uh, reporters like you track? Yeah, so um, in July, the uh, median price of a home in Ada County was $589,000. The month before that was over $600,000. So obviously month to month things change. And and a lot of times experts might say that there's some seasonal seasonality involved with that. But the year over year increase, it's, it's still 9% higher than it was in July of 2021. But the thing to keep in mind is that, you know, last year, there were year over year increases in the 20%, 30%. I think at one point, it probably might have even hit 40% year-over-year increases. So that 9% higher than the previous year is uh, much lower. Okay, so you'd mentioned this before, but the supply piece, I mean, is this simple economics? Are we back to economics 101 with this being more supply than we had uh, in previous months? Or is that demand is shifting too? There's less demand? Yeah, I, I guess it's hard to exactly pinpoint, um, but the the inventory, the house, the number of houses for sale is definitely going up. There's been more inventory of houses in in July than there was in any month since probably since around 2015. Wow, uh, which which wow. is a big big change. You know, that's that's pre pandemic. That's yeah. well before. That's well before. You know, that's even, before you know, the well insanity. Before, <laughs> yeah, before in. 2019. Yeah, so yeah. um, kind of have to separate it right between looking just month to month versus. Uh, looking at the overall picture, I think in general, we know that this area is growing. We know that there's demand for people to move here. And and we know that um, in general, there's a, there's a shortage of supply. But the term I really, I really like this metric is this idea of inventory, how many months of inventory. So what that means is if no more homes came on the market, then how long would it take for all the homes to sell? Okay. So at the height of all the insanity at the height of all the craziness going on 
um, in the housing market in the past two years, that number was as low as less than a month, maybe around half a month, which is crazy to think about. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. A, a balanced market is considered four to six months. Uh, and so right now uh, in July, that number was up to, to 2.6 months. And that number has been creeping up over time So in, in recently. So that's a good way to think about um, who has the advantage of sellers, the buyers. It's still a seller's market based on that metric, although buyers definitely have more leverage, you know, than they did, um, you know, even just a few months ago. Okay. So, you know, thinking about the past couple of years and how crazy it was with those stories about people doing, you know, cash offers and cash offers over the price just to even be competitive. Are you hearing anything from Boise realtors or from the folks who are trying to buy the homes? Are they still as desperate or is it starting to flip? Yeah. And in some ways it may have even flipped back the other way where, buyers have more power now. And in July, according to the Boise Regional Realtors, buyers paid on average 95% of the list price. You know, we got so used to that number being above 100%. So that that's, you know, shifted back the other way. And I think buyers are, you know, are able to um, maybe push their weight a little bit around a little bit more, which is totally new. With interest rates, okay, we mentioned this a little bit earlier, but how's this all playing in? We know interest rates are obviously going up. And also inflation is making, you know, everybody's dollar go uh, not as far. So is that part of why the demand is lower, do we think? I mean, is that people are who might be interested in being first time home buyers are starting to sit it out because those interest rates are going up? And yeah, they they don't have as much uh, inflation's causing their dollar not to go as far. Yeah, that's definitely a good question. I'm not sure if there's an exact number, but you see these prices going down, which in first instinct, you think, oh, that's great for buyers. But you factor in the interest rates and that doesn't necessarily mean affordability is going down. Uh, a lot of people, when you think about buying a home, obviously you have your your big lump sum number that you know ultimately the home costs. Right. But you're also you're also thinking about you know, the monthly payment. You know, that's kind of that's the actual mm. number that you're you're paying each month. The other thing too is that interest rates were in the, you know, even as low as two percent, three percent, which is historically low right. in the past couple of years. Now up to maybe five percent, six percent, that is still considered pretty low on the historical scale. It just seems a lot higher from what it was so recently. And obviously we're all going to always have recency bias and and think, oh, it's going up so much and which it has gone up fast and, and it does make a big difference. But there's also a historical piece too, to keep in mind as well. So there's there's just a lot of things happening at once. It's, it's hard to put your finger on. For sure. Have you heard anything, Paul, specifically from a realtor or, you know, even just people you're watching on social media, what people are saying about their experience, either on the seller or the buyer end that you think kind of points to this just kind of funky market that there's just all these factors that are kind of contradicting each other, but also leaning toward perhaps being a little bit more in the uh, buyer's um, favor for the first time in a long time? Yeah, the sense I get is that buyers are relieved that there's less competition. I think that was really challenging for a lot of people. It's a lot to spend a house. I mean, buying a house is probably the biggest expense. You know, it's probably your biggest purchase you ever make in your life. Um, right. For most people. So it's stressful and overwhelming to begin with. And it's a big deal to begin with. And then you factor in, you have to make decisions within half a day, or, you know, you have to put in an offer, you know, immediately, or you have to constantly check online to see what's on the market. And you see a new house and within 
two hours, you have to make a decision on it. And all this, all this sort of stuff, I think was really challenging. And that's what had been going on. And now that things may be a little bit cooler is a relief for buyers. And it could be a relief for sellers too. I I know hearing from people that sellers were overwhelmed when there was Mm. so much going on. I mean, if you're a seller, if you get 20 offers on a house, you sell your house and probably make a lot of money and that's great. But that also means that you had to tell 19 people that they didn't get the house. It just wasn't healthy. And, and, you know, we'll see as, as things maybe trend toward that uh, more balanced market. I guess that's something to track is just if that's happening a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unhealthy is a really good way of putting it, maybe even toxic at some points. Um, But I I mean, I just think in general, it is so interesting because, you know, there's always been that or not always, but a lot of people say, oh, Boise, it's a bubble. It's a bubble. It's got to burst. It's got to burst. And we know, uh, you know, from an economic standpoint, that's not exactly what's going on, but it did feel like something's got to give, like it's just got to be a little bit more normal, a little bit more rational, a little bit more, you know, give and take in an opportunity for for buyers to come in. I mean, is is your Zillow uh, experience of going on the Zillow app uh, getting any more enjoyable just looking around? <laughs> because honestly, I'm not, you know, trying to actively buy a house right now. It's still pretty, pretty crazy for me. But uh, it is kind of heartening just to go on Zillow and be like, oh, that house, that's still available. Usually that would have been gone in like three days and not even on the app for for very long at all. Yeah, I mean, I go on there and I'll see, you know, price drop, price drop, price drop. And that's what stands out to me is that these sellers are trying to sell their houses. And it just seems like such a change where so recently, it wasn't that long ago where price drop seems just so it would have just seemed so unusual. So all these things, you know, there's just it's just overall a, a cooling down. And, and I think it's just a, a, a little bit of a relief for, for people. Well, I feel a little relieved after this conversation. Um, thanks so much, Paul, for uh, for breaking this down for us. We'll keep watching it, keep reading your, your articles, and we'll link to everything we talked about here. Appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. Are you trying to buy a house in the Treasure Valley right now? How's it going? We would love to hear about your experience. Leave us a voicemail and we might share it on the pod. Here's our number, which you should totally save in your phone, by the way. 208-546-9485. And before we go, by now you've probably heard about the Idaho Supreme Court's decision to let the state's abortion ban go forward. As things stand, Idahoans will no longer be able to legally access safe abortions in most situations after August 25th. But there's a chance a lawsuit from the Department of Justice will throw a wrench in that decision, as the feds and the state will face off over the right to access reproductive rights in the gem state. The hearing for that lawsuit is set for August 22nd, just a few days before the ban is supposed to go into effect. Well, that's all for today here on CityCast Boise. If you're liking the podcast, please tell a friend about us. One thing we know for sure about this city, word of mouth still matters here. We'll see you back in this feed on Thursday. See you then.